But I love that. I love that word. I love what the summer saying there. And really, truly, this is the foundation of what we have. It, it, without God's word, which is, I mean, his character, his, this is who he is. He said his word is like the rain or dew that will fall from heaven. But when it comes and it hit the ground, it will not return void. If he said that it will come to pass, it will. If he said it, it will happen. That's one of the things I feel that as believers, as Christians, as those who follow him, I can have a lot of feelings. Just like, you know, though, even though we were kidding about these different things, kind of, there's a lot of feelings and emotions to get wrapped up in that. But in the middle of all the feelings and emotions, I have to find something that's secure. Because my feelings and emotions, they will lie to me. They will tell me, Kendrick is, uh, is going to hell in the handbasket. And God is like, who said Really? But his word is the thing that is the foundation that you and I have to stand on. And that's what I've, over the past few weeks, I've been encouraging us. Of whatever we do, let us get to know him. This is going to teach us his character. You know, those days you feel like, God is trying to kill me. <laughs> it feels like he's trying to kill me. Get to know his character. You'll find out, no, he's not. He's not trying to kill you. I heard a guy say the other day, he, he was like, you know, it's kind of like gold, you know, in your life. You know, the Bible talks about our faith being like, you know, pure gold. It's kind of like you put it in the fire and, and the fire starts burning the, the gold and all those impurities and all those bad things start surfacing to the top. And he comes along, he's skimming off the top. And so the days when it feels like it's getting crazy and getting ugly, we feel like God is kind of trying to kill us. He's not. He is taking the impurities out. So you and I could come out as pure gold. So when you look at that gold, you see God's reflection. Oh, that's him. So get to know him. Get to know his character. Get to know how he feels about you, how he feels about us. So when things come out, in society, in the world that I live in, I don't get sideswiped because I have a foundation that I'm standing on. I'm anchored to something. All right, so here you have the sums here. He said, you know, my refuge, you're my source, my source of hope, it comes from you. And in, you know, certain situations in the days that we, you know, we're living in, man, there are so many opportunities to get distracted or to get discouraged because of the darkness that try to creep in. And the darkness will try to come and it will try to throw out these different lies and try to form these weapons against me. We talked about that the other day. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Those tools, those little kind of like garden tools that the enemy would try to use to rake us over the coals, you know, and to get us off track. But the Lord says no weapon, no utensil, no device formed against you will prosper. But hear this. He didn't say that things wouldn't be formed. So when you feel like things are getting out of control, it's just something trying to be formed against you. But the confidence that we have is that the farming of it will come to no end or no success in my life. It may show up. Hello, Ketrick. Wrong address. It's kind of like when, when, when Jesus, I, I love this play on the road. He, he was telling the disciples one time, he said, you know, take no thought. 
for the things that you're going to wear and the things you're going to eat. And, and, and kind of like a play on words, you know, thoughts come. But it's up to me if I'm going to partner with that thought. You ever had a bad thought? Yeah. And thoughts will come and the enemy will try to bring these weapons and bring thoughts into your head. And I mean, you may just have the best day of your life. You just may have, you know what? I, I met this awesome guy. I met this awesome guy. <laughs> Not speaking out of my children. No, 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 no. I just met this awesome guy. And then you sit there and you have this great time. And all of a sudden you get home and you start worrying and like, God, I know I pray for this and I know I ask for this and I know this is what it looks like, but why would he want to talk to me? Now all of a sudden the enemy brings these weapons of bad thoughts to my head against me. Telling me that I'm not worthy, you know, I, I don't deserve to be loved. I, I you know maybe something went awry before. I don't know. But just take no thought. In other words, when that courier try to bring that package of bad news or inadequacies, a self doubt, he said, "Man, you sign off, return to sender. You send it back to where it come from." I've got to know what God said about me. So when the package come, I know where to send it back to. I'm not receiving it into my house. My mind, I'm not receiving it to my ear gate, my eye gate, my, my, my heart. God, I want to know what you say about me. So he said, take no thought. No, but don't take that thing that don't belong to you. And when I get to know him, I know what's mine. I know who he is. So if a counterfeit shows up at my door, <laughs> I don't have to worry about, oh, is it a counterfeit or not? I've spent enough time with the truth. The counterfeits are obvious. Is that how you do it? You spend time with the real? Speaking money-wise. Spend money with, what was that again? Yeah. You know the touch of the counterfeit. Oh, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. See, because the enemy will try to bring counterfeit thoughts to your head. And tell your life. And we're sitting there like, God, what, what do I do? No, 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 no. Just look at it. You can tell. You, because you spent time with him. And you know him. You can tell that which is false. He said, don't take that. And so these weapons would come. And it would come in forms of worry, anxiety, oppression, and depression, and, and feeling of hopelessness. And try to get us to partner with these crazy ideas and thoughts that are contrary to God's life for us and his best for us. But I love this. Some say, God, your word, that's my source of hope. That's where I get my source of hope from. Wow, 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 wow. They try to bait us into getting into arguments. You ever argue with yourself? I don't know how to do this. I don't know. No, no, I don't do this. I don't know. No, no. How many times did you think that you shouldn't do this? How many times did you think you can't do this? You get in these arguments with yourself that the enemy bring in. He's trying to bring in the counterfeit, the counterfeit but deep down inside of you is the seed of truth. <laughs> and so you get into this fight. But here's the thing, the one that you feed the most will win. That's why it's important to feed myself with truth. 
get to know him. You, you, you've heard the story, the little boy who asked his granddad about the wolves. And the granddad started telling him on, inside there's, of every man there's two wolves. There's this fight going on. And said, well, well, which one wins? He said, the one that gets fed the most. The one, the, one, the one that's, if you feed one of truth, you get the right stuff inside of you. He's going to be the strongest. He's going to overpower. But if I lie down with lies, if I lie down with bad thinking, and if I feed myself with negativity more than I feed myself with truth, at the end of the day, the negative will win. So it's important what I feed myself. The one that you feed the most will be the strongest. You want to kick a habit? Man, I got this. Get over this! I understand. It's a, it's a bad, it's bad business. <laughs> bad habits, addictions, bad business. But the way to do it is start feeding yourself the right stuff. Be around the right people. Listen to the right things. I heard someone say this one time. said, you know what? You want to know where you want to be in the next five years? You know how you can tell? The people you hang out with, the magazines you read, the music you listen to, that will determine where you're going to be within the next five years. You hang around with people that are knuckleheads, if that's where you get your information from, I'm not a knucklehead, okay. <laughs> that helps you sleep better at night. But who I hang out with, the things I read, the music I listen to, things I involve myself in, that will determine where I will be. So, what I feed the most will be the one that's strong enough to override that battle that's going on inside of me. So, I want to go here real quick, um, back to a scripture we were at the other day in uh, 2 Corinthians. Kind of into 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5, it says, for the weapons. Now, back up. a couple of weeks ago, we talked about in Isaiah where it says, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Those utensils, those tools, those, you know, those bad thoughts that the enemy would try to use to get me off my game. But he said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Awesome. I'll take that. And here we come over here in the, in the New Testament. We find out, though, there's another weapon. But there's a weapon that's working on my behalf. And he said, and the weapons that you and I have, they're pretty awesome. <laughs> this is the good news about this thing. Well, you know, there's, there's bad things in the world. I, of course there are. That's not my problem. That's not what's leading my life. You ever heard people say, well, I don't want to go to church because there's a lot of hypocrites there. Welcome to the club. Don't worry about the badness there. Let's find the God that's in the middle of it and watch him change it. And so here we have it, okay? For the weapons of our warfare, this battle that's going on inside of us or going on around us, he said, there's a weapon that we have, and it's not carnal. I like this. He says, but mighty in God. If someone would tell you that despite the issues that you may be wrestling with or the things that you're wrestling with that you don't like, despite all of that, that God has given you the resources and the ability to overcome any of those. But you was like, you know what? OK, I'll, I'll buy into that. Show me the way. I'll take some of that. Despite no matter what it is, 
Whether it's your husband, don't say nothing about that husband. Whether it's your wife, I encourage you, don't say nothing. Um, no matter what it is, your own heart. If someone would tell me that there are resources and the ability to overcome that, for me, I'm like, sign me up, dude. I want to know what it is. And so when I read this guy right here, Paul is saying, he said, look, the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. In other words, I like this. Chapter, excuse me, verse three. If you read verse three before this, he says, though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. I'm like, oh, he said, yeah. Even though we're in this body, this temple, the scripture goes, this, this, this tabernacle, this earth suit, <laughs> even though we're walking in this thing and it's flesh and, we, and our point of reference to life are people and people things. And that can go a lot of different ways. People things, right? He said, but even though we walk in this flesh, we don't war, battle, fight according to this thing's design. Because if I start taking my point of reference, how to make it through life based on what my flesh is telling me, Kedrick's in trouble. It's a failing thing because that human nature from the beginning, it, what got us here to begin with. And if I try to live my life based off of that, and that's my point of reference of success, man, it's going to be some long days. It's going to be some hard days. It's going to be some days I am going to want to give up. But this is what he said. He said they are not carnal. In other words, it's not based on human nature. One definition, it talks about the animal nature. There's an animal, animalistic nature inside of it, a human being that just want to go out and do what pleases his own flesh. And he's like, you know what? That's going to hurt. <laughs> oh, I'm an animal. Yes, you are. Without God, you're that. I don't know. Pick one. Skunk, badger, duckbill platypus, whatever. I don't know. It's going to hurt. Okay. But he goes on and said, he says, for the weapon of our warfare are not carnal. What the way you and I overcome the things that work against us in this life is not based off of our human nature. Willpower just not going to get it. I know I'm a man. I can do this. That's awesome. How's that working out for you? You're sleeping on the couch. You, your, your manliness said, got you to say the wrong thing and bam, there you go. <laughs> I said this the other week. It's, it's, it's not willpower that we need. It's real power that you and I need. And so he says the weapons of our warfare is not based off of human nature. This is not how we win. This is not how we fight. But I love this part. He says, but they are mighty in God. And I looked this up and I thought it was pretty interesting. The word mighty there is able or powerful. What you and I have to walk out this life with is in God, number one. And number two, it's not weak. I, I'm just let's just go there. I am not a weak Christian looking for a crutch to get through life. Amen, somebody. <laughs> and may I just introduce you to yourself, if you don't know this, you are not a weak 
Christian looking for a crutch to get through life. Although some people would try to tell you that. Well, don't go to church people, they just need a crutch to get through life. Let me tell you something. My God has the ability to call fire down from heaven and end this whole thing. And had opportunity to do it, but because of his grace and mercy, it's like, ah, they can't handle that. That kept me a little excited after coming. <laughs> but we're not. The thing that you and I have working on our behalf is powerful. And it's, I love this. Check this out. What? Strong. Another definition used for it. Look at this. Mighty in wealth and influence. He not only gives us the ability to walk out this life successfully, but he also gives us the ability to walk it out as influential people. We're not you no know, weaklings just looking for a handout or a hand up and waiting for someone to help us get by. He said, no, I've created you to be people of influence in the earth. Matter of fact, he said, male and female, I created them. Now go and leave this place. Be rulers in the earth, all you ladies. Ah, that's what I'm talking about. Did you hear that explosion? It was like a mushroom cloud went over there, a little quiet. Amen. Bam! And the, and the devil went like, oh my, I think they're getting it. As long as I can keep them feeling chained down and inept and inadequate, I got them where I want them. But as soon as they start seeing themselves as powerful people, I'm losing grip. And this is not an arrogant statement. This is an identity statement. Who am I? Who are we? He said, man, you're not working with something that's not going to work. I'm giving you everything you need to walk through this life and be successful in a way that when you wake up towards the end of your life, you have no regrets. You have no regrets. It's like, you know what? I wish. No, 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 no. I feel like God ordered my steps. And he's strong enough to do that. And I ended up right in the place I'm supposed to be. God, no regrets. Thank you, sir. Wow. Woo! Mighty in wealth and in influence. People of influence. Get this. Mighty in, I'm sorry, strong in soul. See, the thing that we're working with is give us strength in our soul, our mind, will, and emotions. Where I might feel like sometimes, well, I don't, I, I just can't control myself. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. No, no, no. We're not going to play Flip Wilson and say the devil made me do it. He don't have any authority here. He, we, we're not doing that. I can walk in what God has called me to do. Did you not? I know, I know people give the devil more credit than he deserves. But check this out. I'm just going to tell it on him for a moment. I'm going to show you what he don't have, and that's you, Okay. Remember the story when Jesus come across the ocean, you know, and he get out of the boat. I mean, come across the sea. He get out of the boat. And there was this guy in this graveyard. He had these demons. I mean, they call him demoniac. And he was a wreck. This boy was in the graveyard cutting himself. He was crying out, scaring the children. The people were scared. Everybody, I mean, he was yelling through the night. People can't sleep. And Jesus walked across. And he saw him. And he ran to Jesus and fell down at his feet. And the Bible said, and he worshiped him. Now, this is a guy who was referenced as having many demons. It's the same guy when the demons come out of him, they cast him into the big pigs and the pigs couldn't take it. They went and committed suicide. That's how bad he was. 
That's how bad he was. But with the demons in him, he saw Jesus and went, fell at his feet and said, yes, Lord, you the man. So. The next time the enemy try to come to you and lie to you and tell you, well, I can't help myself. Not so. Because the God I serve is stronger than you. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. So therefore, out of my way. Strong in soul. I love that. My mind, my will, and my emotions. I'm not an emotional wreck. Regardless of what you see. (laughs) Regardless of what you think. Regardless of what people may say about you. Well, you're just an emotional wreck. No, you're wrong. Because I serve a God who has strengthened me in my emotions. Matter of fact, the psalm says that he restores my soul. <laughs> my soul has been restored. My mind, I think right. Did you know that you can think right? You're not crazy. You got to know this. You got to know this, Tom, regardless of what Ann said. You are not crazy. I know you've been saying, you've been trying to get that point across all these years. <laughs> you are not crazy. Because check this out. Psalm 23, he said he restores those places where I were broken, Ray. Those places where I just couldn't get it together. Those places where I was looking for substances to try to make me fit in. He said, I took that. I took it to the cross. Man, I, mm, and I put some better than Gorilla Glue. It's better than Gorilla Glue. This is the kind of stuff that will hold your soul intact. That I can operate in an environment and be a productive citizen. So whenever you walk past someone out in the streets in Los Angeles and Las Vegas and tell you ride and they look like they've lost it. They're talking to themselves. They're scaring the people. Just pray. Say, I just need Jesus. Lord, bless them. Lord, pray. I pray that they have an encounter. That's all they need. I know we want, I know we got things that try to tie them up and tie them down because we're scared of them. All they need is a little Jesus. This demoniac, he come to Jesus. He fell at his feet and he worshiped. He cast the demons out of them. The demons went into the pig. And the pig was like, I give up. <laughs> that was too much. Bam, over the cliff. They committed suicide. That's how bad it was. The things that we have to operate with in this life, they are mighty in God. They're strong for my soul. They're strong for my identity. The way I see myself in the earth. I could see myself as a productive citizen. I could see myself as a man. I could see myself as an American man. A man. I'm just a human. I'm not a hyphenated man. I'm not a would do it if someone allowed me to do it, man. I am a person that God has given permission to walk with my head held high and say, in this life, I will serve my God. And with that, for all my lady friends, with your head held high, say, I am not a hyphenated woman. I'm not someone who can't get the job done. Oh, I can get the job done. I could bring home the bacon, cook and do whatever, and feed it to my dog if I want to, because I have the ability to do it. I have that right. Because I have what God has given me that give me strength for my soul. I have a strong mind. I'm not, I'm not an emotional wreck, regardless of what the, the populace may say. Oh, I love 
this. I love this. And this, this is not, I'm not saying this is not all. What I won't finish what I'm going to talk about. That. I just kind of got stuck here for a moment. Okay. And he goes on and says, strong in soul to bear calamities and trials with fortitude and patience. The weapons of my warfare. They're not of human nature. Human nature, at its best, is, is selfish. Okay, just so it's to protect me. Human nature. But the nature of God that He's given me, the, the, the exchange, is that that nature, what I've given you, is strong, it's mighty. And check this out it's able to get me through tough times, calamity. It's able to. For me to make it through trials. When things get hard. When things come against me. He said you have the goods to make it. You're going to make it. And I was talking about earlier. Yeah it's scary man. We don't know what we're going to do. It looks scary. You know you have a desire. You have a dream. Or, or something just go awry. It looks scary. You know the business deal crashes. Oh yeah it looks scary. But you know what. You got a God on your side to say. You know what calamity. I can fix that. The relationship just goes nuts. And you're like, ah, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can fix that. This is who we serve. This is what we have. These are tools in our belt, in my utility belt. Better than Batman's belt, man. <laughs> Batman don't have a belt like this. I love this. I love this, this word that he just, I mean, God just have a tendency to just drop little nuggets in the middle of the pun and say, just search this out. They'll change your life. <laughs> Swallow the word. Search it out. It'll change your life. To bear calamities and trials with fortitude and patience. Thank you, Lord, that you give us the ability to wait for you to work this out. Thank you, Lord, for patience to work this out. When I feel like the calamity is trying to take me under, no, I got you. I got you. I got the enemy right where we want him. He think he's going to win. He's letting his guard down. And then I'm going to show up and we're going to just kick his butt, right? Yeah. And the last part of this definition was strong in Christian values. So when someone get on my nerve, I don't have to put my religion on the shelf and beat him up and then pick it back up again. <laughs> no, he's like, no, don't do that. That's that's. That's not going to work out well for anybody. You. Because <laughs> he's probably going to whoop you. Because <laughs> you just. So the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty in God. They give me the ability to walk out my Christian values. I don't have to compromise who I am. You don't have to compromise who you are. We don't have to compromise who we are. There's people in this world across this globe. They come to places of worship with the reality that at any moment someone could rush through that door and end their lives for doing this. There are people that we've worked with in China. We were good with the underground small little churches that they were doing. We're like, okay, we can make this work. But now it's gotten to the place that if they're meeting it, up to numbers of six or seven, man, they're getting harassed and getting arrested and poof, not doing that because their belief system threatens the gate of hell. 
And so the enemy, their governmental system coming, we're going to shut that down. They have that understanding. And but you know what? The best part about it? They serve a God that given them the strength to not compromise their convictions. May we not compromise our convictions because we serve a God who wouldn't dare let you and I go to the cross <laughs> before him. Having fun yet? Okay. <clears throat> but then he goes on to say, Mighty God, for pulling down strongholds. When you look at this phrase or you look at this word, pulling down, it's, it's kind of a picture of the, of the city of Jericho when the children of Israel, when they were got ready to go into their promised land. There was something between them. They felt like, you know, God, I know you're saying something, but I just can't get a grip. I don't know where to go. I don't know how to do it. I feel like I'm being held back. Well, here you had the children of Israel. They had this promised land thing before them, and, and they were going, but there was this city, Jericho, and it wasn't just a little city. It was a fortified city. Matter of fact, this is what it said about Jericho. Now, Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given you Jericho into your hands. Look at this. Look. Jericho was this massive city. It was so fortified that they were whole chariot races on the walls. I mean, just, this wasn't like a little bitty like, oh, they got little sticks up there to keep the men out. No, 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 no. Nobody could get in. Nobody could get out unless they were given permission. This was a tough place. And God looked at his people. He said, I've given it to you. It's yours. And when we look in that scripture, it says, the things that God has given us, they pull down strongholds. Those things that you have felt like has been trying to hold you back, be it bad habits, be it addiction, no matter what it is, be it other people, be it a societal thing, it doesn't matter. When I partner with God for the purposes of my life, God said, if you want it, I'm for you, I give it to you. So let's walk this out. This is what he told him. He said, man, I give, I, man, I give you Jericho. See, I've given you Jericho into your hands. It's kings, it's mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war, and you shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days. Then this is kind of a crazy situation. Because remember we said earlier that the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. They're not of human nature. They're not. No, no, no. But they're mighty in God. And they just, they just destroy crazy stuff. Another definition for this pulling down is to demolish. It's to pull it down. It, it, it means to demolish. God tells these people, you're on the outside of this city. What are we going to do, God? We're going to fire a bunch of arrows over there, and we're going to keep banging on this door and knock it down. We're going to get in. Say, no, 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 you're not going to do that. This is what we're going to do. We're going to take a little stroll. We're going to go for a hike. All right, guys, are you ready for this hike? We're going to, what I want up front, I want, the, I want some people with some horns in their hands, and I want, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, don't forget this. I want you to get the Ark of the Covenant and put it on the shoulders, and you're going to walk around. The horns are going to be in front, and we're just going to take, go for a stroll. Because, see, the Ark of the Covenant represents God's presence. They didn't need the arrows. They just needed God's presence. 
They didn't need to show a lot of muscle. They just needed God's presence. Six days. They marched around this thing. And God, I, I'm, just, I'm just picturing this. Wait for it. Wait for it. And done. And like that, it was over. He said the weapons that we have, they're mighty. Pulling down those things that try to harass you. Pulling down those things that try to stand between you and your purpose and your destiny. And when I partner with God to walk it out the way he said, walk it out. Unlike Moses. <laughs> Remember the story about Moses? God told Moses, speak to the rock. It will give water. But Moses, he started exercising some human nature. First of all, in Numbers chapter 14, the people complained and they complained and they didn't get to go into the promised land. Right then, it was going to be about 40 years. And Moses had to miss out going into the promised land because of other people. That's a tough pill to swallow. That's a tough pill to swallow. Then you get to chapter 20. They move into another part and his sister dies and you still got griping people out there because they want water. God tells Moses, speak to the rock. Moses, I got a plan. I got a plan. And instead of speaking to the rock, he go up there with the staff. Criticize, criticize, criticize. That's all I hear. It's a bunch of criticism. <laughs> you don't want to go into the promised land because of giants. You get your food. You don't want that anymore. Now you want water. Criticize, criticize. I got something for you. I'm going to hit this rock. <laughs> and because of the grace of God. But he tells his children, he said, look, this is not going to take as much effort on your part. It is going to be on my part. The greatest thing you're going to have to put forth is to trust me in your walk. As crazy as this may sound, it's crazy. We're talking about it gets a little scary. I know. But he's asking us to trust me with your walk. Yes, there's something between you and your destiny. It's not going to take a lot of muscle. Connect with me. See to it that my presence is in your life. That you walk this thing out. And just, just go for a walk. And we're going to walk around this hindrance. We're going to walk through life. We're just going to do life. We're just going to do life. We're going to do life with God before us. And we're going to watch the walls of Jericho come crashing down. Some scholars will say that it was like they didn't fall down. It was like they just went straight down into the earth. It was just like, like God, how did you do that? I mean, how did I do that? Really? How did I put the sun in the sky? Really? You, you. What, are you trying to interview me? <laughs> what do you want to put God on interview? Uh, we're going to put him on the view. We're going to question him. How did you do this, God? Well, I don't know. I woke up one morning and wow, there it was. No, because I said so. And because I love you so much, 
that I would turn the world upside down for you to get to the places that I've promised you to get to. The weapons that you and I have, we don't have to worry about someone stealing them and turning them against us. The swords that you and I have, I was going to go there and I'll just say it. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. When Paul was in jail, he was sitting there and he was looking at this soldier who was suited up with all this garb. And he get to the point, he says, put on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And that sword in this day, it wasn't the long one, like the No, it wasn't that. So get that Star Wars thought out of your mind right now. It wasn't the lightsaber or nothing like that. But it was a little short dagger. They had different kinds, but the one he was sitting here was a little shorter dagger, dagger, shorter sword. But they were used for close combat, close encounters. And see, there's times when you and I were face-to-face with things of the enemy where he want to make us skilled in close encounter combat with his word. So I don't have to worry about what the enemy's trying to say or do. I trust in the word that you've given me, Lord, and I will watch those things come down. Because what you tell me is that you pull them down, strongholds, those things that's harassing me. And in another place it says, in casting out or casting down Arguments or imagination, casting out doubts. He gave us this word to cast out doubt, doubts towards ourselves, doubt towards him. So you and I can stand in a place of no regret and success in our life walk. So let's just go for a stroll. God, what are we going to do today? We're going to go for a walk. What, what do you mean? A walk in life. I'll let you know when we get there. Meanwhile, I'll just take my presence with you. Scrap it on. We're just going to go for a walk. And as you trust me, we're going to watch the enemies of our God fall before us. And we will walk into our purposes and our designs. If it's issues of our, my mind, issues of my emotions, I want to remember that he said, that he restore my soul. These are the things that his word, the sword, does for me. When I'm wrestling with emotional irritations, I can remember in his word, Lord, you say you restore my soul. I'm fixed. I know what the enemy's trying to tell me, that I'm not fixed, but no, no, no. You tell me that I'm fixed. No. You're not fixing to, like we said, what's in Texas, you're not fixing to, you did. Yeah, yeah you're not fitting to. God ain't fitting to do nothing. He's already done it. I mean, when he was on the cross, he didn't say, you know, after a while, I'm going to fit. No, no, no. He said, it's finished. It's finished. It's done. So when I grab his word and I look at him like, Lord, you are my hiding place, my shield. I hope in your word. I believe that I'm a sound walking with the mighty weapons of God that gives me the influence 
of whether it's wealth if I need it, if it's in the lives of people, it's there. I just trust him and just go for a walk. We're just going for a walk, man, through this life and watching him direct our steps and be like the children of Israel around Jericho. Lord, what are we going to do today? We're going for a walk, fellas. And you want to fight him, want to shoot up? No, we're just going for a walk. How many days? About six. <laughs> That's a long walk, God. I mean, we're just walking in circles. Well, you've been doing that for 40 years almost. I mean, so what are you going to complain? Six days, okay? Okay. Um, then what? Uh, we'll see. Then I want you to blow your horns and we're going to have a little party. <laughs> and then you're going to see the power of God operate in your life like you've always desired to see it. Because we just went for a walk. And in that walk, we trusted him. Step to your feet. <laughs>